Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to Digital Upon a Star, where we talk to some of your favorite stars from your favorite shows and movies. I'm your host, Shay Jones, and, you know, for all you OG DCOM Disney fans, we have, you might know her as Mari Bach from The Color of Friendship, as a Disney movie surfer, or if you're a True Blood fan, she is Suki's cousin. We have Miss Lindsay Hahn. Please say I said that last name right. Yeah, you did. You did. Great job. Yay. <laughs> Hello. I'm so happy to be here. This is so fun. So I mean, in my house. Here, you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we're, you know, doing this from our house, safe, you know, social distancing. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I'm so happy for you to be here today. Like, before we jump into everything, we have to, how are you dealing with quarantine life, this new normal that we find ourselves in? Um, I'm, I'm great, actually, <laughs> which, which I feel, uh, I feel kind of bad saying because I, I know that this has been really hard for a lot of people. Um, and I'm incredibly aware of that. And, and I'm like trying my hardest to um, make myself available to people who uh, need help maybe getting out of their situations or need somebody to talk to. But me personally, I'm doing amazing. <laughs> I, I love staying home. Um, I have three amazing animals and an incredible husband. And we're like, we're having the time of our lives. We're not killing each other. It's like <laughs> the, the greatest thing. And And I'm and I was just talking to him today about how I feel kind of bad even saying that because I am very aware that it is not like that for other people. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I'm, I write now and I, you know, I work from home basically, unless I'm out shooting, but right now I'm writing. And so, um, it's kind of perfect. And I'm playing video games all the time and watching everything. <laughs> And I have toilet paper, you know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> I feel I'm awful. I, I'm an awful, horrible, wonderful, great time. How about you? <laughs> I mean, I'm doing good. I still work. Um, yeah. My job. Like I still do have to leave my house for that. Yeah. But otherwise I, I, I miss connection. I think for me, that's what's weird. Yeah. However, I spent time talking to my friend for like over an hour and it was like, just really nice. Cause we haven't yeah. had a chance to do that. So that was That's really cool for me. Awesome. Yeah. I have friends visit me. Um, and we like, they stand on the street and we <laughs> wave at each other and yell and it's great. And my neighbors now know all of my business. <laughs> and, um, but I, but I do, I do miss being around people. I was saying to one of my friends that I, I've never wanted to be in a mosh pit so bad in my life. <laughs> like I just, I just want to be crammed with people. I want to like shove into, I don't know. I don't know what this feeling is. Maybe it's just, maybe I just need to be in a dance party. Maybe I shouldn't get so aggressive with it, but, but I do, I miss, I miss that. And I'm not actually like a large group person really, but, but I do miss that. And I have a really great group of friends that I, that I miss a lot. So 
I do. I do miss that. But all in all, pretty great. I'm in my pajamas all the time, except for right now. This is like the first time <laughs> I put on a normal shirt. <laughs> I love that. Well, I mean, this is a very special year, not just be, obviously because of what's going on globally, but because this is the 20th anniversary of the color friendship. I didn't even know that. Oh my gosh, of course it is. Oh, so hearing so cool. that, how do you feel like knowing it's been 20 years since you did the movie or I mean, maybe 21 since you did the movie and it aired and yeah, we're here now. Um, proud. I mean, I want to say old, but <laughs> which is also true. Um, but really it's amazing that I, that I'm still proud of something that I was a part of 20 years ago. Um, and I, and the, you know, I was proud then, but as time goes on, as I, as I mature, as, as things happen in the world, um, yeah, it's, it's one of maybe the, the thing that I'm the most proud of that I've done in my career, even though it was one of the things that I did so early. Um, but it was just such an incredible thing to be a part of. And when people come up to me on the street and tell me that that's the reason why they're coming up to me, I, I, I just feel really lucky that I was a part of something like that, that was such a positive impact and, um, and talked about things that are so important still, which is kind of crazy um, that, you know, and so I, I don't know. I, I'm just really proud. I, I, I love that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> no, just me. As a, I, I love it. I grew up on that movie. That movie was everything to me growing up. I love that. Before I fangirl about, because we have a lot to talk about for this movie, because like you said, it's still prevalent to today. And it's kind of crazy to think that way. Yeah. Like how it still mirrors sometimes in the day and age that we live in today. Mm-hmm. But do you remember your audition for Mari? And did you have to do the accent for the audition? You know, yes, I do. I do. Cause it was intense. Um, I, I, they told us that we didn't have to do a South African accent. Um, I worked with a, um, acting coach at that time before every audition, Sean Nelson. I love him, Sean, shout <laughs> out. Um, and he was like, no, you should, you should do some semblance, even if it's not perfect, you should do a little bit of an accent. So I, there wasn't, especially at that time, um, there wasn't a lot out there uh, of South African accents. It's such a weird dialect. Um, so uh, what's the movie called? Oh, I keep hitting my thing. Um, the, the Gods Are Monsters, I think is what it, it was like. One of the few South African movies out there. Oh, I should, I should have this just like ready to rattle off. I think it's The Gods Were Monsters. And I had to like get it from like a Hollywood video. They were like the only video place that had it. And I never returned it. That's okay. They went under. So all of my debt is <laughs> my, it's my clear. millions of weeks of not returning it. It's horrible. I never returned it, but I took it with me. Cause I was, I was just listening to it all the time. Um, and my acting coach was, was kind of good at it. And so I went into my first audition doing sort of a South African accent. And then, um, got another audition. I think I went in LA. I think I went to three or four callbacks. And every time it was, my accent was getting better because I was working on it a bunch and trying to find it. Nelson Mandela. I mean, like anybody that had an accent that was in media at all, and it was like not represented. Um, and, and white South African accents are a little bit different, um, especially at that time in the seventies, especially 
her being the daughter of a policeman. It was like, it couldn't be super white proper, but it had, so it had to have more Afrikaans and be dirtier. And actually we, you know, like, like dirtier, I didn't mean it like that. I meant to like, like thicker, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. more based in the Afrikaans. Um, But then as we were doing that, it was harder for people to understand me. (laughs) So by the time I went in for the screen test, um, we, they, they flew me and a South African girl out to Toronto. And uh, we both did a screen test with Shadia, Shadia Simmons, who played Piper and who's amazing. And, um, and she, the other girl, Carly, what was her name? Carly something. Um, shoot, she was amazing too. She was incredible. And we like hung out for a week together, which honestly really did help my accent because <laughs> she was legit. <laughs> and, and I worked with the guy who played my father and the woman who played my mother. And they were my dialect coaches for the, basically from that audition to, for the rest of time. Um, and, and yeah, it was like every day I had them on set and we were just tweaking the accent and making sure that it was um, it was authentic, but we had to make it a little bit more proper because it was harder to understand when it was more, um, Afrikaans. It was, it was harder for American kids to understand. So that was the longest answer ever. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're yeah, great. That's a great answer. <laughs> because the color friendship is really based on true events that actually happened mm-hmm. um, during the apartheid during that time. Because, and for those who don't know what the apartheid was, here's a little history lesson. The apartheid mm-hmm. was a system institutionalized, um, basically racial segregation, starting in like 1948 to like the early 90s. And Stephen Biko was an actual activist. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about this actual person during this movie. Yeah. Like what? What was it about? What was it about Mari that when you saw the role, you're just like, I ha- I wanted to play this character. I mean, everything. I loved her character arc. It's really rare um, to be able to play somebody that um, that has that kind of an arc that goes from something that is is kind of really hard to play, like a racist, a likable racist, is 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 a challenge. Um, but she was coming from just complete naiveness, a complete ignorance, you know, and, um, and the, the growth of her character of being outside of herself, of having to experience empathy. Um, I, I love characters like that. I think that that is like, I mean, that is the main reason why I've ever wanted to be an actor and why I've ever wanted to tell stories is because I think it's a really incredible way to um, make people experience other people's lives that are not like them and inspire empathy and connection in ways that you probably wouldn't be exposed to in other way, you know, in otherwise. Um, and so this is like the epitome of that. Um, I loved, I loved being able to maybe have uh, the ability to, to take someone off guard that maybe had some ideas that also maybe were implanted in their head by their parents or by their culture or, you know, anything like that and, and give them a safe space, give them a character that they could identify with and then possibly grow with and see that it's, it's okay to question those things that, um, that are toxic, 
you know, uh, it's okay to move on. And it doesn't mean that you're bad or that you have to forsake your family. And I also have uh, always had like this sense of justice that <laughs> passion for justice that I think sometimes I get in trouble <laughs> because I'm like, that's wrong. And I've always got to be the person to say it. And I've, I really, in my <laughs> later age, <laughs> had to figure out how to tamp that down and um, tap, you know, like tapping them on the head and sending them on their way. It was like talking about real stuff. And I, I remember um, the two things when I was really young that I remember that super impacted me was finding out that Jesus was crucified and, <laughs> and finding out about the slave ships. When I was a kid and I was going through history books and I found out about slavery and how people were stacked on boats, that was worse actually than finding out about Jesus. I couldn't believe it. And I remember going into like, oh, sorry, my dog is barking, going into um, a really deep state of like, what is this world that I am in and questioning everything. Um, and I mean, it devastated me and it was something that I have still have a hard time um, grasping uh, that it happened and that we do that and that we still do it in other ways. Um, so I, I was just, I, yeah, I was just so excited to work on this and to play the bad guy. I mean, for me as a viewer watching, it wasn't, I mean, granted, even now as an adult and I, and I rewatch it all the time because it is my Black History Month. Um, yeah <laughs> it's kind of like history month to like, watch <laughs> because I have to I but that. it's also the fact that I thought Mari was a kid like like we our parents t like hate was never something it's always taught it's not something a child has yeah like you're, you're not you're not you're not born with hate you're taught it and then you repeat it in different ways and you know you become an adult and then you share it because that's what you were shared with yeah yeah. And, and, and it's taught to us out of fear, out of fear from the older, you know, the fear that older generations have. Um, and that, that was another thing that I really loved about it, that she felt when she's talking to Piper and she's like, my father's a policeman, you know what I mean? Like it touched on that loyalty that also keeps you in that like familial loyalty and that community loyalty that keeps you in a mindset um, that isn't healthy you know, and, and having, having to break out of that is a really scary thing. Um, and, and I just thought that the color of friendship, the writing and Kevin Hooks, the director dealt with it so beautifully and, um, so gently, you know, there was so much grace and so much safety in it. Um, yeah, I, I, so I, I love, I love hearing that. I love that it's that, you know, and I hear that from people, that it's a lot of people's black history month. Um, and I, I love that every month I, I mean, every month, every year, <laughs> I, I get to like relive it, you know, because people, uh, you know, tweet me and text me and, and, um, yeah, I just, I'm so humbled that I was a part of it at all. I'm just so grateful. I'm going to keep saying that. I'm just going to keep saying <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> That's okay. It was interesting for me because as like you, when you're a kid and you watch and then when you get a dog and you watch things become a little bit more clear, things you didn't understand. Like for me as a kid, like to hear that, you know, certain books or movies were banned, that was like news to me. Yeah. And I, in my mind, I'm like, I wish somebody would try <laughs> to see what mm -hmm. I could do uh, mm -hmm. with that information. 
But then yeah. obviously, because it's a different part of the world that I have no knowledge of, I, I understand that. And then one of the mom character, Roscoe, I just love her, by the way. She yeah, said amazing. that when she, like, I'm, I rewatched it and she, and hearing from her, I heard it as a kid, but as an adult, I understand it a lot more now. She said that whites can also be victims as well as blacks. Mm. And that was, wow, like, I, I never thought of it like that, especially as children and you're taught to learn a certain way to make you really think in a different perspective. And the best part I always thought about The Color Friendship was, it is truly a story that says both sides. Both yeah. sides of the story is told. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think that in any kind of a dysfunctional setup, everybody is the victim. I mean, not to get too deep here, but like even with rape culture, I think men are the victim of that as well. You know, it's not just women that are the victim. It's it's an uh, ideology that hurts all of us. You know, it's and it's a thing that um, a lot of people participate in, even if it's against your own interest. You know, even you're just a part of it. It's the culture. Um, I love that. I love that 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 uh, that sat with you, Penny Johnson. Man, she is a force. I love her. I I run into her every once in a while, and she she's amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad that I got to work with her in this movie. She like really brought that character to life. Really brought a lot to it. My favorite scene is the kitchen scene when you you come your character comes in and she's like, I want brinjal and rust and <laughs> like sausage but if you don't have sausage bacon will be fine and okay so growing because I like obviously I am African-American so growing up the look she gave me was like the classic black mother look of like let me take a minute before I educate you real quick about what's, what's about to happen that was actually directed Kevin <laughs> I remember it. That's so funny. I totally forgot about that till you just said it, but I remember that moment. I remember them joking about that and talking about that moment, how that needed to be that moment. That's so good. See, that speaks to what a great actor she is. It was so clear. That's amazing. I love that. It was every, it was, Color Friendship to this day is still so needed. And I, they used to show it so much on Disney Channel. I kind of hope they bring it back again, especially for uh, Black History Month, but also just as a, it was something so different than what we saw. Like, I mean, yeah. granted, they you know they had true confessions, and that was like showing a different side of population than a lot of us have ever dealt with. Like Shia LaBeouf playing that character, then you mm -hmm. had comedies where you had Cadet Kelly, Double Team, mm -hmm. and then you had the look of the Irish, which is really about the Irish culture, which was new for a lot of us who don't know anything about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know, when we did the Color of Friendship, we. It was the first time that Disney Channel was taking a chance on um, on actual issues, you know, and um, it we were all kind of hoping that it would start a trend of those kinds of movies for Disney Channel. Um, I'm not really sure why it didn't, because uh, we won an Emmy. <laughs> I mean, awesome. let's be real quick. We are Emmy winning. We won movie. an Emmy, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and I, I'm not really sure why because I, I I remember True Confessions. I remember when they were going in. I auditioned for it. Um, they were going into production for it, and I was like, "Wow, this is so cool!" Like we're actually starting to deal with real stuff, and Shia is incredible. And um, so I I love being grouped with that with that film because I think that you're right. I think that. Um, it was during an era when Disney Channel was um, being really brave 
and I really commend them for it. And and I agree with you. I, I hope I hope that they try to do that. I think that it's hard right now because the world is more polarized. I think even than it was then. Um, but in the same way that they so wonderfully and gently dealt with it in the color of friendship, I think that they could do that with other films. And um, and I hope that they do because that was really cool to be a part of. I mean, you also were a Disney movie star. For those who don't remember, movie server was <laughs> when certain Disney hosts or people who are just new to Disney got to be behind the scenes with some of like Nemo, Atlantis 2001, mm-hmm. The Princess Diaries, <laughs> The Country Bears, which is like ultimately my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> the Country Bears? I is love that the your Country favorite Bears. movie? Uh, it gives me so it brings me so much joy I can't even tell you how like I can rewatch it and still laugh and sing along and it's a musical and I I'm I love it I love that oh my gosh I totally forgot about that movie but that was a really fun episode to do I loved going on that set it was great and we did that music video we did a music video where we like all learned to dance for that one that was crazy And it was amazing. So when you did Finding Nemo, because I actually remember this one, where you got to go scuba diving, learn the basics, and you got yeah. to go to Hawaii. Uh-huh. And do you still scuba dive, or was it just the one time that you did it? I I don't. I um, would really love to, actually. I, I loved that experience. Jean-Michel Cousteau, an Ocean Futures man. I mean, talk about like a justice want somebody wanting to be a part of like justice things. I was like, yes, let's talk about the ocean. Let's talk about the environment. But also the the experience of like, I got to swim with three sharks. It was like not part of the plan. And one of them was pregnant. <laughs> and I, I, I loved it. And I love the water. I'm such a water kid. And I, I've been back to Hawaii so many times. I got engaged in Hawaii. Oh, um, so cute. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> But uh, I haven't been scuba diving. I think like, I really, if I had somebody in my life that was interested in doing it with me, I would totally do it and get certified because it was amazing. It was really amazing. And I encourage literally anybody that's possibly interested to go do it because it's a, it's a complete, it's a whole new world, you know? <laughs> I mean, speaking of a whole new world, you did ABC Family's original movie, Brave New Girl. Mm-hmm. And it was totally different, obviously, from Mari because you, it was based on the novel by Britney Spears and her mom. Mm-hmm. And you got to sing. Yes. So are you actually classically trained before you did the movie or did you, was that something you also learned while you were um, My grandfather was an opera singer. I was not classically trained, um, but I have been in vocal training and more like pop, jazz, blues, vocal training since I was like seven. Um, so, and music training since then. And then with that film, I, um, I trained for a few weeks with an opera coach. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess that, but I, I am, I'm a singer. I mean, I, I sing, I sing on commercials all the time. You hear my voice all the time and you don't even know it. But did you get to meet Britney Spears oh, yeah. while you were filming? Yes, I did. Um, I auditioned for her. She picked me. She handpicked me. Um, there, I mean, there were three of us that went into the final call. And it was crazy because I think it was like E! Entertainment was covering the audition. So there were like 
tons of people and tons of cameras. One of the girls was so nervous that she was biting her fingernails and started bleeding in the middle of her audition. She was so sweet. Um, and it, I mean, it was like intense and we were there for hours. Um, but Brittany was incredibly kind, um, was very cool, especially in the few moments that the cameras were off. She was like a real person. And, um, I, I really liked her. I, but that was the one day that I, yeah, I, I didn't meet her any other day than that day. Um, but she was, she was awesome. She was awesome. And that was right before she got married in Vegas. It was like, cause then when we, when we were shooting the film, people magazine came to set and they were like, Lindsay, do you know where Brittany is? We can't find her. And I was like, what? That was horrifying. Like you can't find her good. <laughs> like, I was like, what, what does that mean? No one knows where she is. You can't find her. Like, good. I'm not helping you. Even if I knew <laughs> it was like my first real, uh, my first real experience with how crazy, like the media was with celebrities. I, I didn't really get it until like, no one knows where she is until that sentence was said to me. I was like, I don't I don't know if I want this life. What is this life? You know, this is crazy. What am I working towards? This is, this is scary. <laughs> the whole world needs to know where you are. That's weird. I mean, it was interesting because like, even in the, in the film, it's about not losing yourself to your, what your goal is, what your dream is, mm-hmm. because this is very quickly to be, become somebody else to make, you know, everybody else happy, but, but by losing yourself at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, um, and that's a, that's a thing you can do. (laughs) Definitely a thing that you can do. I mean, um, yeah, I guess that that's a really good assessment of like one of the little morals of that film. I haven't thought about it in a long time, but you're right. And, um, and it's something you should definitely think about if you're going into the arts, (laughs) if, if you're trying to be a star. Because when you're trying to do that, there's a lot of opportunity for compromise. There's a lot of opportunity to compromise yourself. You just have to figure out like what's worth it and what's not. What parts of you, you definitely should keep. Integrity is a big deal. How? Because you've been in this business since you were a child actor. You've been acting yeah. since you were little. How did Bye. you stay so grounded without losing you know, your integrity? <laughs> um. I'm not going to say that I'm perfect and that I haven't lost my integrity a few times. <laughs> I mean, I thankfully I've I've never um, gone down a rabbit hole of that, but there have definitely been times in my life and steps that I've made where I've been like, wait a minute, this isn't me. Wait a minute, I'm not happy. Um, do I want to be working towards this? What's the point of giving up? my personal life and all of my energy, you know, is it because I just want to be famous or is it because I actually love this art that I'm doing and this work that I'm doing? And do I feel like it's making a positive impact in the world? Um, and I've had to walk away from things before because of that in the, in the middle of things. And that's not been a popular choice, but, (laughs) but it was important. And I don't regret those choices. Um, although some people think I've been completely insane for doing them. Um, I, you know, I, uh, my, my mom has always really stood by me. Um, and you know, I, I grew up, um, Christian, but, but not really into the church, like with my own relationship with searching for God that includes a lot of things. It's not exclusive, you know? 
And, um, and I think that that, that actually really helped me sort of having a, a higher power to answer to that wasn't just money. It wasn't just Hollywood. It wasn't just whatever. It was like a, a beacon of integrity, you know, um, that, yeah, that, that I could always measure decisions next to when it was hard to even find myself because you, you do, you, you lose yourself a little bit in it, even just in the work. I mean, you're, when you're really in there and you're in the momentum of everything and you're working all the time, every day, you're putting out, you're performing, your whole job is to make other people happy. And, um, you know, hopefully your performance is good enough that it touches people and it makes people happy, which is lovely and incredible. I'm like, what an amazing gift to be given. But at the same time, it's really easy to make your entire identity about pleasing people. And then you completely forget what you want. Um, and that's really easy to do. So it's, um, for me, it really helped to have an outside source that I could look to. <laughs> I mean, speaking of sources, because you also did True Blood and, you know, you were a source of health <laughs> for the virus <laughs> as Miss Hadley. And it was another, yes. I would say another just true testament to your acting ability because it was totally different than we've seen you thus far in this role. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. That feels good. <laughs> how did it feel joining the cast and working on such a very obsession type show it was awesome I mean I'm not gonna lie I was totally stoked <laughs> I was so excited um originally it was a really small role they were like this is a co-star you're gonna have like three lines and you know, and which wasn't normally something that I went in for, but um, I really loved Alan Ball as a filmmaker, as a producer. And, um, and I love HBO. I love HBO. And, uh, and I was excited to get an opportunity to um, be a part of something that was very different from what I had done before. It, I mean, it was just an incredible opportunity. So I went in and the character was really cool. I'm like, you know, I, I got her. She was somebody who was just trying to survive, just not in a perfect situation and just trying to survive. Um, and so, yeah, I went in, I had fun with it and it went, I did one audition and two hours later they called me. It was completely different from <laughs> the color of friendship. Um, and then, and then I went in and I had a blast with Evan Rachel Wood. She is incredible. Um, I had a blast with all of them. Anna Paquin took me in and was so sweet. Stephen Moyer, um, Alexander Skarsgård, all of them were just so, so, so incredible. And Nelson, who, um, who played, uh, oh my God, what was his character's name? <gasps> the drag, the drag guy, the cook. Um, oh, Lafayette. Lafayette, jeez. Thank you. Um, I loved him and I, I actually connected with him the most. We didn't have any scenes together, but we met, um, he was always there, you know, for our table reads. Anytime I do an episode, we do, um, a read of, we would all sit around a table and, and do a read of the whole episode out loud with each other. And he and I would end up talking afterwards all the time. And, um, yeah, he, that, that relationship was, I mean, relationship, we just talked during, 
during that time we didn't I mean we saw each other on the street every once in a while in Franklin Village but like um he was just so cool and watching him work um was one of the greatest pleasures of my career in all honesty he was brilliant he was really brilliant and and I'm really happy that I, I had an opportunity to meet him it's for me it's interesting because mostly of reels you've actually done an accent yeah I know <laughs> in the in the bigger in the bigger roles that you're known for like you've, you've done it it was Louisiana for Chuba, Texas for Brave New Girl and then South yeah. African for the whole right. trip you're I think right. that's awesome, personally, and I would love to work on my my dialect so I can do that as well. Because I just think that it's amazing, like the things you're known for is like playing characters with different accents and Thank doing you. it well. Well, you know, it's 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 kind of easier to play a different character when there's a different accent. I have to say, maybe it's a crutch of mine, actually. Maybe you're, I mean, maybe it's impressive on the outside, but on the inside, I'm like, oh, great. This character has an accent. Awesome. Because it helps me, it, it helps me get outside of myself. Just like, you know, when uh, actors always say, like when they have their hair and makeup, like their character isn't fully done until they have their hair and makeup and their wardrobe on. And then all of a sudden it's like, your character really comes to life. Um, an accent is one of those things. And sometimes when I get an audition and it's not with an accent, I will play with it in different accents just to see if I can find other parts of the character that aren't existing in my own, in my ownness, you know? <laughs> um, I, I, but I, I love accents for that reason, because it really does help you it's just such an easy way to get into somebody else's skin and get out of your own that's awesome Thanks. and you, you've also went from being in front of the camera to behind the camera because you also direct yeah what made you want to make that journey to directing well you know uh speaking of the color of friendship kevin hooks told me that i should be a director when i was 14 um because of the way that I was interested in what camera angles we were using always. Um, I, I liked when I wasn't shooting, I'd liked to sit behind the monitor and, and watch him direct. Um, I was always really, he, he especially was, um, so such a great director. He's such a craftsman and um, I mean, even watching The Color of Friendship now, I see even more things like um, Black Klansman. I'm like, wait a minute, Kevin Hooks was doing that in The Color of Friendship. You know what I mean? Like the style that he, that was brought back into Black Klansman, Kevin Hooks had flavors of that in The Color of Friendship. And it's talked about as like this amazing, like, you know, uh, Academy Award winning level of artistry. And it's like, Kevin Hooks, man, he's killing it, you know? <laughs> um, uh, but he, yeah, he said that to me first. And then later, pretty much after that, most directors that I worked with would talk to me about directing. Um, and my acting coach was like, you know, you're a writer director. Like I'm, I'm training you for acting, but I'm also putting in your brain that stuff just so you know this isn't a mistake and I was like okay <laughs> and, um but I was always really intimidated by it because I really respected the the directors that I worked with it's not just carrying one character in your head it's carrying multiple it's carrying the story it's carrying camera angles it's carrying you know how long we're working is it lunch yet you know <laughs> like it's carrying all of that 
and um, working with the producers and maybe they're a nightmare, maybe they're not, who knows, you know? And, and as an actor, I'm just dealing with the director. My one job is just to please that director <laughs> and do that one character. Um, so I, had, I, I resisted a lot, uh, but then when I was 25, I, I did a film and it was finally just sort of the thing that, that was like, oh, I do know what I'm doing. And um, so I directed a music video, my own music video. I was like, I'm going to direct my own music video because if it sucks, I don't really <laughs> want it to come down on me. I don't want to ruin somebody else's thing. And, um, and then actually that music video got me back in touch with Alan Sachs, who was one of the producers of, um, of The Color of Friendship. Within a few hours of me posting that music video, Addicted by the Han Solo Project, um, <laughs> he called me and he was like, hey, this is great. I have this film with Joe Jonas and I think you would be the perfect director for it. And I was like, uh, what? Like I only, he was like, what other things have you directed? And I was like, um, just this one thing. And he was like, oh, oh, I may not be able to sell you to the producers. <laughs> but then because I got that reaction from him and it put me back in contact with him, um, I really took it even more seriously. So I started um, directing short films with my friends and um, directing more music videos, a lot of music videos for friends and, and for artists that I really liked. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then we, and then my friends and I got together and we made a feature film, Hanky Panky, which is, um, going to be coming out hopefully next year. And, uh, it's a crazy movie about a talking napkin. So really, really weird. <laughs> and, um, and now I'm, I got, hired to direct a film that I don't think I can fully talk about I don't think I don't want to get in trouble so I'm not going to um but they also hired me to rewrite the script to co-write the script which is um incredible and congratulations uh, thank you thank you I'm I'm floored and uh so we'll we'll see we'll see I'm I'm excited we'll see now with the quarantine it's like you know we'll We'll see when it can get made. Things, projects fall apart all the time, um, but I, it feels it's just a it feels really good to to have people noticing me in that way, and uh, you know, and it's because I generated my own stuff, and that's what everybody always tells you is like, if you want to do something, just go out there and do it, and make it really good, and work really hard, and don't say oh it's just a short film or oh it's just whatever. Like do your best, do excellent work. And eventually someone will notice. And that's true, I think, at least in my case. So, and I've had a lot, of, a lot of chances in this industry, a lot of times when that has worked out. <laughs> so. Well, we're going to get into one of my favorite games, the rapid fire favorite things. Okay. So I'm just going to ask you like five different questions about favorite things and you just answer from the top of your head. Okay. Favorite memory from the color friendship. Oh, okay. Um, there, okay. There was a scene, um, where with Shadia Simmons and I, um, I don't even know if it made it into the movie, but we're both in the living room. I don't even remember what happens, but we just had an insane case of the giggles. Just insane we could not stop laughing. We both kept breaking in the middle of the scene. We just, we got along so well. We were like best friends on that set. Like everything that you see between us, like 
times that by a hundred. And that's how we actually were on set. We were buddies. And um, so it was like in like the falling in love phase. And we just, we could not keep a straight face with each other. And, uh, and we got in so much trouble. <laughs> they had to shut down the set. Kevin Hooks came out to us and was like, you know, it's costing us thousands of dollars right now because you guys can't stop laughing. So was that funny? And we were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's the only time in my life and working that I, uh, that I haven't been able to keep it, keep it together with the laughing thing. Uh, I, yeah, we, we just had such a good time working together that it kind of hurt the project a little bit. <laughs> Her production was funny, but sorry, Disney <laughs> Channel. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> your favorite binge show you're watching right now I oh, I just finished watching it's well it's a unorthodox on Netflix it's mm -hmm. about um a Jewish Orthodox Hasidic uh girl who who leaves and and escapes to escapes I mean decides to leave and goes to Berlin flees her situation and goes to Berlin and uh, it's incredible. Two thirds of the show is in Yiddish and it's such an incredible language. And that's like not represented um, in film normally. And so it's like such an incredible opportunity to, uh, to watch that culture and to hear that language spoken. I loved it. Your favorite movie surfer assignment. Oh man. Um, learning how to surf with Kelly Slater. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah that was awesome that was awesome I was totally geeking out and and it's something that I get to throw around to my surfer friends all the time <laughs> your favorite fan moment that you've experienced Ooh, um there have been a lot of them um there's someone who has a tattoo of one of my song lyrics um which is really amazing um from, from the song Broken. I actually didn't write that song, but it's a song that I was a part of that I performed. Um, there was, <laughs> I don't know if this is one of my favorite fan moments, but there was one time when I was in a mall uh, during movie surfer years and I would have mothers and their children come up to me all the time. And, uh, and it was amazing and I loved it. Um, but there was this one time when I, I, uh, had eaten something wrong and I was in a Z gallery and this woman, and, and I was like, I have to go. It was just one of those moments where it was like, I have to find the nearest bathroom now. And <laughs> this woman came up to me with the sweetest little boy and was like, hi, my son loves you. And I was like, <gasps> and I was like sweating. <laughs> And the worst was like, I couldn't, I was trying so hard to be gracious, but I, you know, it was just one of those moments where you can't be gracious. So that moment, maybe, maybe that's not the best moment. Maybe that's the most, <laughs> most traumatizing moment because I had to like, oh God, it was awful. It was awful. <laughs> and the last one, your favorite Disney movie. Oh, uh, Disney movie, not Disney channel movie. Disney movie. You can do both. Uh, you know, let's do both. Let's, you know, um, let's make it fun. My favorite Disney movie, God, it's hard because I, I love them. Um, I think it's Peter Pan. Um, I First of all, that's my favorite ride at Disneyland. Talk to any of my friends. Anytime we go, I have to go on that ride and I ball the entire time. <laughs> the entire time. Um, I It's, it's weird. Um, the soundtrack to that movie is one of the most incredible things 
the way that the that the music is written to the melody of the dialogue or the other way around i don't understand it is just um, that movie is a masterpiece aside from the problem is the problematic racial undertones with you know native american people that's not the best but <laughs> but i the rest of that film um is just so incredibly magical um disney channel original movie you know i love xenon i love shadia and and i love space so <laughs> so i'm gonna go i'm gonna i think she was in the sequel or was she in the first one too she was in the she was in the Ze- she was in the sequel raven was in the first one and third one right raven was in the first one right yeah okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the sequel not that i have anything against raven but you know i got i got some loyalties with shadia <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for doing this with me. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope I didn't talk too much. I, I haven't talked about this in a while. No, you're good. <laughs> I, I love hearing it. I truly do. Do you want to Great. tell everybody where they can find you on all social media platforms? Oh, geez. Sure. Um, I'm really bad at Twitter, but I'm Han Solo Project on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Instagram is really where you can find me. That, And I am Lindsay Han on Instagram. L-A-N-D-S-E-Y-H-A-U-N on instagram and you guys can find me at real shade jones on twitter and instagram you can also find the dish upon a star instagram account at dish upon a star underscore guys disney plus has the color friendship if you for some reason have not seen it i highly recommend it it will change your life and be amazing to just watch it as an adult and live in this amazingness thank Thank you. you so much again i really do appreciate it I I appreciate you having me on. Happy Easter, happy Passover, happy spring. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.